Good morning, brothers and sisters. God bless you. This is Brother Leonard. You know what I'm going to say. Breathe in, breathe out. Take a deep breath. You know the Lord yet has a purpose for your life. It's good to uh, once again be back um, speaking the word of God, talking about the goodness of the Lord. And he's certainly been good. And brothers and sisters, I know you guys have been following what's going on with uh, Ukraine and the situation over there with Russia. Um, and I tell you, I'm, I'm heartened to hear that the Ukrainians are putting up a stiff defense and, and, uh, and that people all around the world are beginning to galvanize to come against this evil ruler, um, this uh, Hitler wannabe, uh, Vladimir Putin. And I'm glad that the Lord is, is stirring the hearts of those who believe in democracy, um, those who believe in freedom, religious freedoms, uh, stirring their hearts to come um, to the aid of the Ukrainians. And But I still uh, continue to pray for them and lift them up before the Lord. Uh, and let's just take a quick a quick moment to uh, to pray for them real quick. Father, we thank you for this day and for what you're doing right now. Uh, we continue to pray for our Ukrainian brothers and sisters. Father, keep them safe, protect them as they galvanize, as they come together today. Father, to uh, to rid uh, this this presence out of their country. I ask that you would motivate them in a way they've never been motivated before, that you would bring other people even more than what they're getting to, to their aid right now. Father, that you would cause political circumstances to go awry for Vladimir Putin, that you would cause his finances to dry up and all those who support him as oligarchs and all those individuals, that you would cause their funds to dry up, Lord, that you would cause the hearts of the people to turn against him in his own country, Lord God, and that finally this man will be ousted or taken down quite a few pegs because of his actions against a free, uh, a free country, Lord, his unprovoked actions. And so we pray right now that you would help the Ukrainians and comfort them. And, and as they go through injuries, injuries and even some of them losing their lives, we pray for their families. We pray for their well-being and we just pray for their protection on every hand. Post your angels around them all in Jesus name. Amen. And just remember, we have to keep our. Uh, keep our minds and our hearts on the Lord, but we're also going to keep uh, the Ukrainians in our minds and in our hearts, and we're going to pray for them um, as they go through this difficult ordeal. And we should be praying too, you know, as uh, no matter what country you're from, uh, we should all be praying because really this is an existential threat towards our freedom. You know, we've already witnessed this once before uh, in uh, World War II, where a madman decided that he wanted uh, unprecedented power and decided that, <coughs> excuse me, decided that he was going to try to uh, take over Europe and then the world. So there are madmen out there with those aspirations. They're ruled by the devil. Um, Satan is their daddy. And they're doing what their daddy told them to do. But God, thank the Lord that the Holy Spirit is on the earth to beat back um, the desires of madmen and to um, to really 
cause other countries to galvanize to the aid of uh, free and loving people uh, who, lo who love democracy. And that's important. So anyway, let me get to what I want to talk about. Anyway, praise the Lord. Uh, today, I want to talk to you about what it means to have a relationship with the Lord. And we hear that a lot. You know, you got to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and But what does that mean? You know, how, do, how does that look? And so, and, may, and some, you know, sometimes people don't explain that to you. I remember many years ago when I was in Germany, I had a young man come to me, and I didn't know the Lord at that time. I, uh, you know, I've been brought up in church, uh, Baptist church. My grandmother, uh, very dedicated in bringing me up in that environment. Um, but still, I never made a decision for the Lord. I never accepted Jesus Christ into my heart. Um, and so uh, a young man came up to me and uh, he, he was telling me about himself and he's, he, you know, I was a, a staff sergeant in the United States Army when I was in Germany and uh, he came up to me and, uh, and he asked me, uh, did I know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior? Did I have a relationship with him? And I didn't want to hear that religious stuff. That's what I said. I told him that, but he, he was persistent. And the thing that he talked about, this relationship thing, that's what got me. Because, you know, I've heard about, um, you know, being saved and maybe even being born again. Didn't know exactly what that meant, uh, but I've heard the terms. And so for him to come and say a relationship with the Lord. And so when you think of relationships, don't you think of like your relationship with your spouse, uh, with your significant other, with your children, with your siblings, with your family members, with your friends? You know, you think of relationship and then you think of trust. Um, you think of caring. You think of love. You think of dependability. Uh, you think of choice. You think of so many things when you think of relationships, you know, and we even in school, uh, since I work in the educational system, one of the key building blocks, uh, one of the key uh, components of being successful in a school environment is your ability to build effective relationships, you know, and, and building relationships makes it personal. It makes it personal. Uh, it makes the kids education personal. You know, because you care about them more than them just being a name or a number. You actually care about them. And so that relationship building piece is is paramount. I mean, it is um, it's critical on every front. So when we talk about building relationships, that is really um, it's so important, so important. And so. Um, I want to talk to you about having a relationship with the Lord, what it means to have a relationship with God. And so uh, just I know that uh, I remember uh, when um, when Abraham uh, was called by God and God would talk to Abraham and Abraham uh, had a, a, a relationship with God. And, you know, he would talk to God and, you know, there was one time where God told Abraham to get away from his kinsmen, get away from all the people that he knew 
and, and journey to this land uh, and I'll show you where to go and I'll make you successful. And Abraham, he left, you know, and, and he went and did what God told him to do. And uh, as a result, God made him very rich and wealthy. He was protected. And there was another time when God told, uh, told Abraham to take his son, his only son, and take him and sacrifice him. Uh, yeah, and sacrifice him. And so Abraham, being obedient, he took his son Isaac, and they went up into the uh, mountains, the three-day journey, and uh, he was going to kill him. He had put him on the altar, and he was going to do exactly what God told him to do. But an angel told him, no, Abraham, I know that you love God more than you love, you know, love your son. And so don't kill your son. And there's a ram over there in the thicket. Get that ram and sacrifice that ram. So God provided a ram in place of his son. Uh, so he wouldn't have to do that. And so... Um, Abraham was considered a friend of God. And so we want a relationship where we can we can talk and we can communicate with God and, and, and uh, God communicates with us. And that's what I'm talking about. And so that starts with us accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior because there's no way to get to the Father except you come through the Son because of his sacrifice, because of the substitution. He took our place on that cross and he was beaten, and he was whipped, and he was tortured, um, tormented, spat up on, slapped, smacked, beat. I mean, you name it, they did it to the Lord Jesus Christ. But because of his sacrifice, right, the Bible says that he's been given a name above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. God wants us to have a relationship with him. And again, the only way we can do that is through Jesus Christ. So the first thing we do is we accept the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And what that does, that gives us the ability to worship God in spirit and in truth. Because right now, without accepting the Lord, you're spiritually dead. And that's something that we'll talk about at another time. But you're spiritually dead. And so you can't, um, you can't experience a relationship with God because your spirit is not alive unto God if you've never accepted Jesus Christ. That's that thing about being born again. The Bible said, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, thing, all things have become new. And so your spirit is born again. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit regenerates us, baptizes us into the body of Christ. So our spirits are changed. We're no longer the same. Yes, our flesh looks the same. Our body looks the same. You look at my hands, they look the same. You look at my feet, they do too. And so everything looks the same on the outside. But on the inside, something has taken place. We've been given God's spirit. I mean, we, our spirits have been transformed into the nature and the image of God. And so uh, we have the ability to worship God in spirit and in truth. Our spirits uh, long for God. They crave God's presence because God created us. And so we came from him. And so now here we are being restored back to him. Um, that that relationship that was broken when Adam sinned is restored through the Lord Jesus Christ. And so now we come back to the Lord and we're his children. We're his we're his children. And and now, you know, we have that relationship with him once again. 
I didn't say fellowship. I said relationship. So that means that I'm God's child. I'm God's son. You know, so uh, that relationship has been restored. I can now have fellowship with my father. I can now have that kind of fellowship that you would have with your father and your son together. You know, father and son relationship, uh, father and daughter relationship. We can have those relationships now, that fellowship with the Lord, because we've accepted him as our Lord and Savior. And so now he's not just a part of our lives, but he's the center of our lives. He's the center of our joy. And so that's how we do that, brothers and sisters. Um, you know, when you're talking about having a, a fellowship relationship with God, that means uh, spending time with God, getting up in the morning, acknowledging him, reading his word. You get to know God through his word. So it's very important that you get in the Bible and to study yourself, uh, study the Bible, study the word of God. It says study to show yourselves approved unto God as a workman and need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So it's important that um, that we get in the word and that we find out who God is and you can learn his character and the kind of God that he is through his word. He tells you about himself in his word. You find out his attributes in his word. And so you get to know him, you know, and as time goes on, here you are, you, you, you're learning about God, you're knowing God, and I'm more than a friend to God. I'm his child. You know, I'm his son. And so that's what's important. And he grows us up in him. And we belong to him. And that's very important. And so all of that comes as a result of us accepting the Lord as our Lord and Savior. And then, you know, as newborn babes, we desire the sincere milk of the word. So we get in the Bible and we study the word of God. And the word becomes food to us. The Bible says that the entrance of his word bringeth light. And so those things that we were in darkness about, God's word begins to light up those things, those areas that we need in our lives to be exposed, the ones that we need to be changed. You know, God begins to shine, shine a light on those areas. And, and now, you know, we're, we're going to be walking in the image of God. We're going to be walking in the likeness of God. We're going to be walking in the word of God, in the spirit of God. And that's what's important, to have that relationship, A, to the point where you can hear God speak to you. Yes, he does speak. He speaks to your spirit. That's why it's important that, you know, that we get born again so that we can hear him. We can't hear him if, uh, if we're not born again. If we're not his children, you can't hear him. You know, it's kind of like... Uh, being on a walkie-talkie and you're trying to talk to somebody and 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 so you're on channel five and they're on channel four that's how it is with communications if you are not god's child you know he's on channel five and you're on channel two yeah and you you can't you can't get to him like that you can't speak to him like that you know so it's important that you first get born again it's important to get in the word of god to study the word of god and obviously it's important to go to church, you know, where you can um, you can learn, be accountable, you can be taught, uh, you can have fellowship there, experience a corporate worship, uh, you experience the presence of the Lord. Uh, it's very important, you know, uh, that that you get in a good Bible-believing church, you know, so you can have others to look after you as you grow in the Lord. So that's important. 
So anyway, I'm going to continue with this. Uh, but today, what I'd like to do is just find out how many of you all uh, still need to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You haven't done so yet. Maybe you don't know for sure if you're saved. You think you might be, but you're not 100% sure. Well, guess what? That's an evidence sign that you're not. You know, because when you get saved, brothers, you know, sisters, you know. I mean, it's not something that you guess at. It's something that you know. It's something that you have to know because you don't want to you don't want to be guess doing guesswork uh, with eternity. Uh, you want to know that you uh, you've experienced the born again uh, experience and that you belong to Jesus Christ. And and so that that's really important. So if you don't know or you know you're not saved, say this with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. I believe that you died for my sins. And I believe that God raised you from the dead. And Jesus, right now, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I repent from my sins and I turn towards you now. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Jesus, thank you for saving me. First person you find today, tell that person that you are a born-again Christian. Tell them that you're saved. Tell them that, uh, that God is good and God is your source. Brothers and sisters, this is Brother Leonard. Until next time, y'all have a great day. God bless you.